and Sex and Sensuality, the podcast, where we speak what your dirty mind thinks. We are here every Monday night at 9 p.m. chatting about tantalizing topics that most won't dare say aloud. Hello, hello, and welcome to Sex and Sensuality, the podcast, where we speak what your little dirty mind thinks. And I am your lovely host, Miss Mika Nicole, and I have Miss Chi Chi, baby. Hey, <laughs> Y'all, let me tell y'all something real quick because I had to correct myself because Miss Gigi was getting on to me by call- for me calling her um, Janelle. So <laughs> she goes officially by Gigi. So yes, from now on, you. that's what we're going to call you, girl. How are you, you doing? I am good. I am good. Happy hump day. Hump I day. Know. Happy hump day. <laughs> So, y'all, we are recording this show right here on a Wednesday. So, just so y'all know, that's the reason why she's referencing Hump Day. <laughs> but it makes sense because this is a sex podcast. Yes. So, <laughs> maybe we'll change our recording to every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. can do your Humpty Hump. Hey. Hump. <laughs> yes, girl. So, guys, thank y'all for joining us again on another episode. So, we are talking about sex after 50. You know, there are a lot of us exploring these days, especially women. You know, we have the big old thing where it's like women are cougars. And so, women look for younger men, which I'm going to speak on that in a little bit. But our topics that we are covering today are. Let me just kind of quickly go through them. We're going to talk about, is it harder for older women to explore sexually? Why is it that when women age, they are seen as less attractive than when men are aging? And then are sex toys and lingerie considered taboo for women after 50? And do women become less confident in their body as they age? And what ways can older women enhance their sex life? So girl, let's get to talking. First, we're going to start off with this juicy, juicy topic. So I was reading, I love Reddit, R-E-D-D-I-T. So anyway, I'm always on Reddit looking and scouring, you know, scouring for (laughs) stories and juicy little things I can read because I'm I'm a therapist. So I love reading people's issues and concerns. So this particular one is about this lady who is married her husband Mm -hmm. been married for a while and then they're not I'm not going to say they're over 50 they're probably like in their 30s maybe close to 40 and they are having to utilize a surrogate to have a child because they cannot unfortunately have a child naturally so they decided that they're going to look for a surrogate and surrogacy it has become very common now and I think I attribute that to celebrities honestly because you see a lot of celebrities and they're very open about surrogacy and then also we have a lot more affordable options now because it can be very 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 expensive so that was my sidebar but a surrogate is someone who carries the child for a couple and sometimes during surrogacy the sperm of the male is still used and it's the egg of that woman or in some cases, gestational carriers will use the embryo 
that was already developed outside of the bio mom's womb. So the bio mom will have her eggs retrieved and then her embryo, I mean, her egg is implanted, fertilized with the sperm. Then once it becomes an embryo, it's transferred to the carrier, the Mm -hmm. gestational carrier. So anyway, but a surrogate, sometimes they're using their actual own egg sometimes. So anyhow, in this case, this husband had the (laughs) nerve, child, to ask, can he please utilize her sister as a surrogate and not only utilize her as a surrogate, but have sex with her too? So he was like, well, I want, so what I think it is, and you let me know what you think, Janelle, because what I'm thinking is they were probably going to use the sister as a surrogate, Mm -hmm. but they weren't going to do it the traditional way. They were going right. to actually have, you know, her either have, you know, do IUI where his sperm is ejected mm-hmm. or probably have the egg retrieve and then, you know, do IVF. So, but he wanted to actually lay down and have sex with sex her. With her. Yeah. Talking about he was trying to think about their future and save money. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, the all save money trick. And I'm like, you know what? One thing that upset me about this first, the first thing that upset me about this is the fact that you're going to have the nerve to say that you want to lay down and have sex with my sister. Mm -hmm. That pisses me out first. The second thing is this we automatically assume, and I don't know if it's true or not, but a lot of the times when infertility issues happen, it is always placed on the woman. Like, oh, it's something wrong with your body. It's something wrong with your body. This is the reason why we're not getting pregnant. They fail to understand that it could also be them. And it Mm -hmm. normally takes trying many, many times with this woman to get pregnant before they would even test the sperm of the man sometimes to see if it was him. I've Mm -hmm. even seen it happen in same-sex couples who utilize sperm and they'll continue to keep trying with the woman. So I have to remind them when they come to me for counseling, you know, because I do infertility counseling too. Girl, what don't you do? Oh, girl, (laughs) let me tell you. Oh, what they say, a Jackie? I'm a Jackie of all trades. I can't be a Jackie of all trades. I love it. (laughs) But I have to remind them, can you please have your doctor check the quality of the sperm? Mm -hmm. Because that frozen sperm, it could be something going on. And I had to do that with one couple. They changed sperm and they got pregnant. Yeah, see? It's so, I mean, it's like, oh, there's such a patriarchal society that we Uh live in. But anyway- this man here had the nerve. And so he didn't even understand, girl, why she was mad. No, he wanted to be like, well, what's the big deal? We only going to do it. But what if it doesn't take the first time? So you're going to continue right. having sex with her like that without, you know. Thinking- right. Like, so how many times are you going to have sex with this lady? Like, right. her sister to see if it happens. Because, you know, women only have a 30% chance of getting pregnant each month. If it was higher, you know, everybody have babies around here, but right. it's only a 30% chance of pregnancy each month. So it's not guaranteed that you're going to get her pregnant the first time. So now right. you're going to have to try again. And what you're going to keep trying to keep trying to keep on having sex with this uh-huh. woman. And you know, people think just because it's a job or quote unquote, this supposed to be something we doing to get the baby. That feelings can't develop, but feelings, we already know that the majority of our feelings, because of those feel good hormones that come mm-hmm. out during sex, 
regardless of if you are doing it for that purpose, for pleasure purposes or not, you are going to feel something. You're right. going to feel something. It's going to, if it's make you feel good, you're going to want to do it again. Cause that's just our natural instinct. Mm-hmm. Of course. Even after mm-hmm. she's pregnant, he may want to get up in there again. Right. Oh Lord. So and anyway. That, won't that, like they said in there, make it more like that's her, that'd be her niece than her baby. Because just when you think about how they're making the baby. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. too many complications that you need. Yeah. Just I don't it. think it's so messy. I don't think family should be involved in the process when you're doing surrogacy. Not in that way, because what? Well, yeah, not in that way. Not surrogacy, not IVF, any of that. And I know when I was with my ex, we had talked about using her brother's sperm mm-hmm. to have a baby together. But the more I've gained knowledge on IVF and IUI and just started really getting into infertility and all that, I'm like, mm, that may be a little bit too close for comfort. Right. You know, when you're using family, even when you're using friends, because unless you have like some really good legal things in place, it's so many things that can come from that. They can sue for their rights to their child. They could do anything they want, really. Girl, I seen on Dr. Phil a while back, because you know he has a lot of episodes. He had it where a mother carried for her daughter. Mm. Mm-hmm. I did see that once before too. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot. That is a lot. Okay, so we're gonna <laughs> move on because <laughs> we've been on this topic all day. So you know what? Maybe next week we'll do a show on fertility and infertility because I feel like that's very important. And mm. of course, the first part of the year, I do love stick it to more of the educational type of topics because those things some people need to hear this stuff and hear you know what resources are available what help out there is you know that's available for you okay so our first question (laughs) is is it harder for older women to explore sexually why or why not janelle i'm gonna let you get the talking girl let me rest my breath because i was just Uh, running my mouth (laughs) so I'm 50. I'll be 51 this year. So this question, I would say no. But then you have to think about the age thing. I think what happens once we get into a certain age, for some reason, we allow our brains to overtake those, like you said, good feel motions that we have Mm -hmm. when we're intimate with someone. And we're mostly thinking about how we look, how our bodies look. And so I think we allow those things to take over our sexuality, right? And unfortunately, it is what it is, but we have to get out of our heads. We need to take the time to put those numbers aside and address how you feel, right? And anybody, anyone, any woman can be sexy and look Harrison out there and do what they want to do sexually. They don't have to think about their age. Unfortunately, the way the world is right now, with all of the social media, with all of the influencers that are out there, they're portraying a certain image of a woman. Mm -hmm. And it makes some, I'm going to speak for myself, older women, myself, 
feel some kind of way. You know, you're already now at that 50 mark and most of us don't even make it to 100. So you're looking at that scale, like we spoke about that, that ruler of 50. And then you're looking ahead. It's not as many numbers ahead as there's a lot more behind you. And so those type of things get all up in your mind and you're thinking, I'm not sexy. I'm not, nobody wants me. Nobody wants to, if you're dating, wants to have sex with me because you're so thinking about what you see on television, what the media is showing, what your younger girlfriends may look like. And maybe some of the other ones that have had some types of plastic surgery. And then now you're in your mind about, is that something you want to do? Mm -hmm. So is it harder? Yes. In some aspects, it can be harder because we're more thinking about it than just being about it and doing it, yeah. right? When you're younger, you're mostly out there just living your life. But now at a certain age of 50, you're more reserved. And so you really shouldn't be. At this point at 50, you should be out there like, look, I done live my life. My kids are grown and I can do me as long as I'm safe. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. And I do think that society plays a huge factor in this. Social media plays a huge factor like you spoke about because we tend to look at social media and West in on the TV or in magazines as our go-to for what's sexy and what's not. And age is not sexy. A lot right. of people are saying age is not sexy. However, what I have noticed is that in social media, they are showing how some of these women, 50 and over, honey, are they have just as bad bodies as these 20-year-olds. And they are working <laughs> out. They're taking care of right. themselves. Because like they say, what? What, did they say 50 is the new 20 or did they say 40 is the new 20? They say 40 is the new 20. Well, I'm going to say 50 is the new 20. How about 50 that? 50 is the new 20, honey. <laughs> I mean, I've seen this lady that they posted on social media. She was in her 70s. I mean, this lady looked fine. She was sexy to be yeah. 70. I think she was 71. I mean, you could tell she takes care of her body. She takes care mm-hmm. of her skin. And I feel like people, when they hear the age, they're like, they think of the age. Right. They're not thinking of the person, the person's personality, their desires, their wants, their needs, their ability to please. Mm-hmm. They just think automatic. Oh, you 50. Oh, you or you 60. Oh, you seven. Oh, you ain't sexy. But it's like <laughs> sometimes you see them in person. You like, oh, I beg to differ, honey. Mm-hmm. I plan to be one of them women, honey. When I get up in my um, 50s and 60s, I plan to still be sexy and rocking in and wearing my That's cute right. outfits and my cute heels. I do not plan to change. But I, when you mentioned about being reserved, I do think there are a lot of women that feel like because they are 50, they have mm-hmm. to portray themselves in a certain way. Right. And I don't feel like that's true either. I feel like there are certain styles and clothes that you can wear to match your age that still creates a sensual look, a sexual look, you know, about mm-hmm. yourself because it's about styling and putting things that matches your body. You can still put on a cute pair of heels. You can still put on a cute pair of jeans and flaunt whatever you got to flaunt, that's right. you know? So do I think it's hard for them to explore sexually? I do because of the stigmas placed on Mm -hmm. sex and age, not because of who they particularly are. A lot of women have, you know, went through trauma and gone through things. By the time they reach 50, they're like, I'm ready to live my best life, boo. I'm not trying to (laughs) sit around still worried about the things that plagued me in my youth, you know, so yeah, it is hard, but I don't think it should be hard. I think we should feel safe and within our skin to explore sexually, 
you know, safely. And that's whether it's with your husband, your wife, or if you just want to get out there and have a one night stand every now and again, or have a little, you know, fuck buddy, who knows? That's up Mm -hmm. to you, you know, but just make sure you're being safe. And I don't think it's anything wrong with it. So no, me either. That's not, not at all. <laughs> not at all. It's not my age. It's my life. And if nothing else, I have a lot of wisdom behind that. And that is right, Haney. Especially, <laughs> especially when it comes to the bedroom, boo. No, <laughs> okay. So why is it that when women age, they are seen as less than attractive? But when men age, it's like, oh my gosh, let's glorify this man. You know, it's all of a sudden they become distinguished. They become handsome and the gray hair looks good. But women, when they get gray hair, they're made to feel like they have to dye it or get a younger hairstyle or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're not able to age gracefully like a man is able to age gracefully. I'm going to say part of it being men don't carry children. That's true. So. Our bodies change. We have so many hormones just pouring havoc on us from the minute we get our periods in the, as teenagers all the way past until we die. Because even after that, then you lose your hormones, right? Because you go into menopause and now you're dealing with hot flashes and sweating and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. So in the middle of that, you're having children. Yeah. And your body has become a vessel for another human being to be brought mm-hmm. into this world. Men don't do that. So whatever normally goes on with them physically is normally because of the way that they ate or not worked out or whatever. Their lifestyle choices. Right. So when they get older and they look at them and they're like, just like us, we look at the younger girls, they look at the younger guys. And now all of a sudden they're like, well, let me get out there and they work out and they start changing their diet. It's a little harder for us because now our stomachs have went from flat six packs to having way out 12 inches from your fight you can't even see girl your you are so <laughs> right because men can lose weight like this yes. this man can go and drink water for two days and go uh work out for one day and then he done lost 10 pounds yep. it seems like but a woman <laughs> she does it takes her at least two to three weeks of eating right mm-hmm. drinking water only uh, you know, cutting out everything Arms bad and <laughs> in order to lose weight that fast. Cause like I work out, I go work out at least four days out the week, mm-hmm. sometimes five to six days out the week. You think I lost weight that quick? No, I don't <laughs> am. I'm building up muscle, but like my tummy, that shit is still sitting up there because it is again that pouch that little baby pouch don't play that baby pouch does not go away right away Mm -hmm. it holds on honey i'm here (laughs) yes it holds on that's exactly how we feel i feel like everything is just sitting right there holding on to for dear life like i ain't going nowhere but anyway aside from that i feel like men are seen as more handsome as they age because it's like, oh, oh my gosh, look at him. He looks so good. And, and you know, we're looking at him like status wise, right? Yeah. And I think that's what women are finding attractive. Hence, being handsome is for some reason in it's seen as a status, right? Mm-hmm. If you're very handsome, you dress very nice, and you're an older guy, then you must have 
a high status in life, meaning financially, right. you must be taken well, taken care of, and you're taking care of yourself. And that means you could take care of me. So I think uh-huh. that's where it comes from that these men are seen as much more handsome. But yeah. a woman, as she ages, and if she allows her gray hair to show, and if she allows her, I don't even know what else, what else is it about a woman? Oh, her wrinkles to show. It's not looked at as the same. So women are running out there trying to get Botox and all these other things, these other procedures to lift their boobs. But let me tell you this, though. I don't care. I'm 38. I will be lifting these boobs, honey. (laughs) Lift away, honey. Lift away. They're going to get lifted before 50, okay? And if they need to get Uh lifted again after 50, they will get lifted again after 50 (laughs) because I always have loved my boobs but anyway that was an aside they went down 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 so i'm gonna get these things lifted i do feel like women have the right to feel beautiful they do i think that it should not be based on what society standards of beauty is right it shouldn't be you know like you said about the men and the gray hair most of them if they start balling they just ball they shave their heads so they're bald right mm-hmm. and then the wrinkles that we we could see now they're growing in full beard so they're able to hide whatever wrinkles yeah. they have underneath it's so different for them yeah than it is for us so then don't be judging us when we make out appointment for Dr. X, Y, and Z. <laughs> <laughs> no, just start learning to accept us for who we are as we age. Mm-hmm. And see the, the yeah. beauty in that, you know, see the beauty in us aging. Because to me, I don't worry about my hair turning gray. I got like some little gray hairs. I'm like, dang, when I'm going to get some more. I want my hair to be gray. But uh-huh. I think more people have to be proud of that and a lot of women aren't because the main thing my all of my friends said oh I'm dying my hair I never see my gray hair because I'm dying it you know you know, um, I think that kind of changed. Think about all of a sudden now they have wigs and these young girls started wearing gray hair. Do you know that was a, well, yeah, a, I, a I see that years, right I see that a, a lot of young girls are wearing gray hair but they could do that because they still know that they're young. Right. It's a big difference when you're growing it at your head and it's because of your <laughs> age. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So then yeah. they're like, oh no, you know, I'm getting old. You know, that's what people, it's like, if you make it a conscious choice, that's so different. Because, you know, mm-hmm. you can change it. That's just like, girl, I can go so much into that, which I'm not, but I am going to say that's just like with people who, you know, think about being white and black, like people that hang, white people that hang out with black folks or whatever. It's easy for them to be around black folks because they know at the end of the day, they still white and nothing's going to change. It's not going to affect their life, mm-hmm. right? It, that's the same thing when it comes to our hair. We can always just change that hair. We don't have to, you know, stick with it forever. We can change it. We don't have to live with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? At that young age. So it's like, I'm going to change my hair. I'll be okay. Life is fine. I don't have to worry about it. But once it starts happening to you, because this is what your hair is mm-hmm. now you're in a different light just like if something happened to a white person because of their skin color it's like oh shit it is real you know people... <laughs> anyway chad i digress moving on so are sex toys and lingerie considered taboo for women after 50 do you want to take the lead i'll take it lingerie, oh, no, okay. you. lingerie and toys 
should not be considered taboo. Why? So now all of a sudden I can't have toys because I'm 50? Because of five and there's a five there instead of a four or a three or a two? No, it should not be. All the whole time in your life, you should be able to be comfortable with who you are and what you like sexually. Lingerie is an aesthetic on the outside to make you feel beautiful if that's what you want. Me, I technically mm-hmm. just wear thong and tank tops. And that's all I always wear when I'm in my bed and relaxing. That's me. But there are some people that love lace and those beautiful garters. Like I've never even had those. So I'm actually looking forward to seeing more of that. But the garters, all of those things are important, especially if your spouse or significant other, you know that that's what they like, then you should wear it. You should always want to feel beautiful. Sex toys are important in relationships and important for you as an individual, if that's what you want. And age Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with it Mm -hmm. at all. Yep. I definitely agree with that. I think the thing is with lingerie, I feel like, I don't feel like it's taboo per se. What I feel like is that women don't always feel sexy. They don't feel like their body looks good in lingerie. And when I do my burlesque shows, which, by the way, we got one coming up on March 26th. So if y'all have not gotten your tickets, get your tickets because we only have about five remaining. So I want y'all there. It's March 26th in Atlanta, Georgia from 8 to 10 p.m. And you can always find out more information about that on Instagram at sex, the letter N, sensuality, show. So anyway, back to what I was saying, when I do the burlesque shows, we all have different body types. You know, we all have, some of us have some roles, some of us don't have some roles, some of us, you know, are flat stomach or whatever, but I want to showcase that we can be sexy no matter what our bodies look like. And we can wear different things to accentuate that. You know, sometimes it's about just wearing a little t-shirt and some panties, you know, or wearing something black. Black is always slimming. Wearing something black or sheer, putting on some some little fishnet stockings, you know, those types of things to enhance your body and even enhance some of the the parts of your body that you feel like you don't like, because those different things can accentuate those curves, accentuate those roles, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just, I think that we as women put a lot of emphasis on what our body looks like. A lot of times these men do not care. A lot of times our sexual partners, what the women, they don't care either because right. that's not what they think. They ain't thinking about, oh, let me nitpick her body and find out I'm rolls <laughs> and wrinkles. They looking like, damn, my baby looks good, you know. That's right. So I think that we all have to embrace our bodies, mm-hmm. whether we're 50, 60, 70 or younger. And if there are things that you don't like about your body, of course you can work out. There are different ways to work out. You can eat healthier. We can always change our body. If you feel like you got to buy your body, I guess you can buy it too. But you know, (laughs) if you want to do it naturally, there are ways to do it naturally so that you can feel sexy for you. It's not about what other people want or why they want it. As far as sex toys, I think sex toys are for everybody. I think they should be utilized to their full extent if you want to use a sex toy (laughs) they are out there but women you know for a long time were made to feel ashamed for using sex toys Mm -hmm. Um, even men sometimes even sexual sometimes your partner will shame you for using sex toys but I feel like you have the right to pleasure yourself 
And then if you want to introduce sex toys into the bedroom with your partner, I feel like you have the right to do that. You need to talk to them about it. Don't just surprise them. You're like, dang, I got this, you know, vibrator. But talk to them and say, hey, babe, I want to introduce a vibrator, you know, or I want us to go and look at sex toys together. Or, you know, can we just kind of browse some online just to see if there's something we want to try? We can start off slow. So in sex toys, they're not just vibrators. You can think about whips, handcuffs, you know, blindfolds, um, nipple clamps, huh? <laughs> I said blindfolds. Blindfolds. So it's all different sex toys or accessories you can introduce in a bedroom if you want to enhance your sex life. Okay. I do also want to say that, you know, most women who are 50 or older will experience some vaginal dryness, you know, those types of things. So I do encourage women to utilize, you know, extra lube if they can. Water-based lube is usually the best. If you're experiencing dryness and the lube is not helping, talk to your doctor about it. I mean, if you're experiencing ED, you know, erectile dysfunction, or you find yourself like you're not yeah, erectile dysfunction. Talk to your doctor about it. You always want to rule out any medical issues before coming up with your own remedies in the first place. So always talk to your doctor if you're experiencing these things. Of course, there are certain positions and things you may want to be aware of, especially if you are like 70 or older. Be aware of certain positions because certain things your body probably shouldn't be doing. And that's okay. <laughs> you, yep. you know, or you may have to do it a little more gently, you know. So there are things that we do medically have to think about, you know, we think about health-wise when it comes to high blood pressure, heart attacks, being overly stimulated. So if you know if you have high blood pressure, you know you have, you know, heart disease, you want to make sure that you're taking good precautions. So you may want to have good slow sex. You may not want to have all that wild, you know, fast adrenaline pump sex because it can, it can induce a heart attack. So and then, of course, knee problems, arthritis, all those things you do have to think about, but you just want to make sure that you're taking as much precautions as you can, but it doesn't mean that you cannot enjoy sex. Just wanted to make sure I threw that in there before I forgot. Thank you, girl. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> and we kind of talked about women becoming less confident in their body as yeah. they age. Let's go on to the last one. In what ways can older women enhance their sex life? Well, I already talked a little bit about, of course, adding some lube. I think make sure that you're feeling safe with your sexual partners, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Talk to them about some of the things that you want to explore. Making sure that you are not doing these wild acrobatics, you know, right (laughs) in the bedroom. But talk about the things that you want to explore with your partner. That's Mm -hmm. a big way to enhance your sex life. Not being afraid to try some new things with caution, you know, that helps. And then we talked about the lube. What else did you want to add, Janelle, before we wrap up? Because you did talk about, you know, things that you do that you're not able to do or a little difficult in your age versus in your 20s. Like you said, being on your knees, use a chair instead of being on the floor, put pillows if you're down on your knees. Use higher things like the kitchen counter, washer, dryer, so that you're more standing or you could sit and they can be up higher because you want to be making sure that you're not helping you. Again, we're not 20, we're not even 30. So those things in your body, you still have to be mindful of how you're trying to to move you and your partner around. Um, Mm -hmm. While having sex, missionary, put a pillow on your partner's hips. That will help. Try standing at the edge of the bed. 
when you want to do a, either doggy style or, or not missionary, try being women be on top. That way you're having more control and it minimizes soreness. But yeah. again, making sure that you use lube for that. You may not be trying to stand up and bounce on that thing. Like, <laughs> you may have to, you know, lose your use your knees and just rock back and forth a little bit. Again, <laughs> I mean, you find ways to, right. to increase the pleasure in your sex life. And then I like the thought, you know, I don't think it's anything wrong with cougars, you know, going to younger men because, you know, a lot of older women, you know, men normally don't outlive women so a lot of women you know their husbands normally don't outlive them in most cases so a lot of women are single older women are single because their husband has you know passed away or their partner has passed away and so I don't think there's anything wrong with going to a little younger man if you want to enhance your sex life a little bit because sometimes these older men may not be able to perform the way you would like for them to Mm -hmm. not saying there's anything wrong with that I'm just letting you know you never wrong with enhancing your sex life by going to a little younger man that may know how to do <laughs> a little bit more, you know. <laughs> it can rock your world a little bit. Remind anyway. you of your 20s, right? <laughs> exactly. Remind you of your 20s. Well, guys, I'm so thankful that you were able to join us for another episode of Sex and Sensuality, the podcast, where we speak what your dirty mind thinks. And I cannot wait for you all to join us next week. I think next week we are going to talk more about, I don't know, I want to talk about fertility in one of these shows, but we're going to work on it. We're going to work on it. Just make okay. sure you're following us on all major platforms. You can follow, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and all the other ones that are out there. You can also yeah. find us on YouTube as well under Division Avenue 1. So I hope you all have a good day. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Sex and Sensuality, the podcast.